It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on angels, your daily Los Angeles angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked in with your host, Brent McGuire. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. In today's episode, we're going to answer all of your questions about the Angels in a Friday fan mailbag. But before we get into these questions, as usual, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at bmags94, the podcast at Locked on Angels. You can find my written work at Crashing the Pearly Gates. And if you have not done so already, make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Locked on Angels podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So happy Friday. Hope you are doing well and have enjoyed a few days away from Angels baseball this week and whatever else you have decided to do in that spare time. We're going to get into all of your questions today. We've got about six or seven of them, pretty engaging stuff. So I'm looking forward to answering these as usual. One announcement, pretty big announcement. I do want to make up front. Uh, If you listened to yesterday's show, you heard me talking about the potential schedule For next week, I have decided that I'm not going to be doing any of the Locked on Angels podcast next week. As I mentioned before, I'm going to be camping 
I'm basically going to be off the grid and I tried exploring some of my options and it just didn't make all that much sense. So there is not going to be any Locked on Angels podcast coverage next week. I do apologize in advance for that. We will be back the following week. So what I'm saying essentially is this is the last episode for a good little while, about 10 days or so. So we're going to make it worth its time. And I do appreciate everybody sending their questions in. So why don't we start this off with, this is a two-parter from Ruben asking, what are your thoughts on Griffin Canning? He goes on to say that he's either been one of the most inconsistent pitchers. It's either a quality start or he's out by the second or third inning. Should he be sent down, traded, sent to the bullpen? So lots to address right here. My overall thoughts on Canning are, for the most part, when you put up, when you put together the entire track record, he has been roughly a league average starting pitcher. Whether you look at his earned run average, his underlying numbers, he's basically been a pretty useful number four starter considering where he was picked in the second round by the Angels and how long it took him to get to the major leagues, that is a pretty darn good success story. On the flip side, I do think there are some higher expectations for him. He was a very, very good pitcher in college before he kind of fell in the draft due to injury concerns, a shoulder issue that shut him down his first professional year with the Angels. When I watch Canning, I do think there's more in the tank. The stuff is very clearly good enough to be a starting pitcher in the major leagues. And there are times where he's able to command his pitches quite well. And like Ruben mentions, there is a very, uh, very hot or cold type of production from Griffin Cannon. We don't often get that little gray area in the middle where he can give you, I don't know, five or six innings, allowing two runs, three runs, something like that. It does seem like a lot of his starts are either very good or not very good at all. So, This has definitely been a tough year for Canning. He was an above-average pitcher by both the underlying metrics and his earned run average from 2019 through 2020. This year, it is not the same story. We're not seeing the exact same version of him. And I don't know what we can expect moving forward from him. There's always going to be those injury concerns. That shoulder is definitely a problem. He had forearm issues last year before He was able to avoid that Tommy John scare. And looking at him when he's fully healthy, which he is right now, he just hasn't taken that next step. If anything, he's kind of fallen back a little bit. I'm still a fan of his work. I look at the four pitches that he has, or the five pitches, and they can all be quality MLB pitches. I think the problem that I see with Canning is, one, his command of his pitches can be pretty rough. It really comes and goes. And number two, and this is something that I think I feel confident about because he can probably change it. There's got to be another slower pitch that he's mixing in. Every once in a while, he'll throw that low 80s curveball, but a lot of his pitches are in that 88 to 93, 94 mile per hour range. And unless you have really good command, I don't think that's a very feasible way of becoming a good quality starting pitcher. There's got to be another pitch that he mixes in there that kind of separates all of the pitches a good amount. When they're all clustered together in that very similar velocity range, and when he's not commanding them well, 
it doesn't create, in my opinion, the best version of Griffin Canning. So I'm curious to see if maybe he starts mixing in a, an even slower curveball than that low 80s one, maybe just to give hitters a different look. But yeah, I'm still a fan of his work. I just want to see a little bit more consistency uh, like Ruben just brought up. He also has a another question or a, a random thought. Uh, he hasn't seen, Ruben says, I haven't seen any frustration from Angels players. I know they get frustrated, but as a fan, I'd like to see them show it every now and then. I want to see them get angry or smash some things. Let us know you're passionate. You know, this is definitely something you'll see with teams that aren't performing quite well. And I don't think that the Angels don't care. I mean, I understand where Ruben is coming from, but I do think that for the Angels especially, I think as the games become more meaningful, I do think you're going to see more emotion. And like, to be totally fair to the Angels, like when they've been in those spots over the last five to 10 years, when they're out of it completely, I think there is an argument to be made that, yeah, the games probably just don't mean quite as much. Now, I'm not saying that the players don't care about it, but when the games aren't as meaningful, when you're 15 to 20 games back in August, yeah, I don't know if a strikeout in the seventh inning of a game when you're losing by five or six runs is going to impact you the same way if you're in the middle of a pennant race, you're playing good baseball, every at-bat, every game matters. So I do think there's that element to it. I think if the Angels were playing more competitive baseball where the games were becoming more meaningful, you might see some more emotion. And I I definitely recognize where this conversation could go. There could be people saying, oh, then why is Mike Trout winning all these MVPs if he's playing in these games that are meaningless? And I'm not implying that the games are meaningless. All I'm saying is I think as the games matter more in the standings, every bat, every pitch, all that kind of stuff, you're probably going to see more emotion. But Ruben, I do understand your point. It can definitely be frustrating if you're watching a team not perform well and maybe not show the emotion that you would expect in that setting. Next question is from Inscripturated. Can we DFA Madden yet? And full disclosure on this uh, this question, there were there was a little thread going back and forth about uh, this not being Joe Madden's fault. Look, I've been critical of Joe Madden. I do think there are a lot of problems with the way he's managed the Angels over the last few years. I do think that this is not just a Joe Madden thing. We started seeing this towards the end of Mike Sosha's tenure. They were not winning many games. We saw it with Brad Osmus in his lone season with the Angels. There's an organizational problem that is going to stem to the manager. Now, do I think Joe Madden has hindered the performance more than helped it? I would definitely say so based on some of the lineup construction, the bullpen decisions, the way he's handled particular situations. But I'm not going to put all of the blame on him, but I do understand where the frustration might come from. I think specifically looking at this year, the bullpen management has not been great. I And again, in all fairness, there is something to be said about the bullpen just not being good enough and the starting pitching not being good enough. That's not necessarily all on him. That is a front office thing. But when we're looking at the decisions that Joe Madden makes on a daily basis, I do think there are a lot of decisions he makes that hurt the team more than help the team. Now, we don't have a great way to measure these kinds of things based on my experience of watching 
him manage over the last year or so, I do think there are some things that he needs to improve upon. So to answer your, your question, I don't think Joe Madden is going anywhere unless the Angels have a really, really rough ending to this season. But I don't think the Angels are going to be comfortable paying for Joe Madden to not be managing the Angels next year because he is under a three-year contract. So our next question is from Bucky, and this is an MLB-based uh, question on an Angels one. Will Major League Baseball ever make any executive decisions correctly? How does Rob Manfred still have a job he's handled foreign substances, cheating scandals, and implemented new rules to speed up the game poorly? So you've probably heard me talk about Rob Manfred uh, in a very negative manner many times on this podcast and other various outlets. I think he's done a really bad job with the game for too many reasons that I could list here. This is a good start from Bucky. I think if you're talking about a guy that is, you know, in tuned with what is happening in the game, what the fans want, I don't think Rob Manfred is all that, let's say, intelligent and up-to-date with what is going on with Major League Baseball. I do agree that he's making a lot of changes without actually trying to figure out what the fans of the game want. Major League Baseball commissioners, for pretty much the entirety of Major League Baseball's history, have done a poor job because their job is about doing what's in the best interest of each individual Major League Baseball owner, and generally that comes down to the bottom line. And that is very obviously a conflict of interest when you're also tasked with the job of trying to put together the best on-field product for the fans. At least with some of the previous commissioners, and I'm not saying they were good ones, they certainly were not, but at least Bud Selig seemed to genuinely care about Major League Baseball, at least cared about the sport and had some sort of passion for it. Rob Manfred just feels like a corporate dude that they just decided to put at the top because they knew he would get stuff done for Major League Baseball owners. But as we've seen, especially over the last year or so, if you're talking about a guy that has done an absolutely abysmal job of doing what's best for the sport, taking accountability, responsibility for certain things that have happened and trying to create a better relationship with the Major League Baseball's Players Association, Rob Manfred has failed on every front. I think the most damning evidence against him has been the absolute lack of public appearances. We have not seen him talk on TV, in radio interviews, really since last February, not this past February. We're talking about February of 2020, right after the sign-stealing stuff went down. He has basically gone AWOL, hasn't addressed anything major in the sport, and we're seeing that with the foreign substance stuff right now. He has not put himself out there like many of the players are doing, the coaches, teams, all of that kind of stuff. And they should be all of the players who have partook in this foreign substance thing. But Rob Manfred is equally as guilty during all this because he knew everything that went down and he's nowhere to be found. So if you can't tell, I'm not a big fan of Rob Manfred, not just as a commissioner, but as a person as well. I think he's done an awful job running the sport and has really taken it into a a negative direction since he took over. So my hope is Major League Baseball can find a less crappy commissioner in the next couple of years. But unfortunately, 
these guys tend to stick around for a little bit. So I'm not sure he's going anywhere. Bucky, I hope that answered your question. I didn't veer too far off course with my little rant against the job that he's done. We're going to take our first break of this episode. When we get back, we're going to answer the rest of your questions. But first, let's talk about Fully Loaded Chew. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is a tobacco-free, long-cut pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine different flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. If you go to FullyLoadedChew.com right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right, just $1 at FullyLoadedChew.com with the promo code Locked on. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all of the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. So let's dive back into the remaining questions we have. We've got three more, so we're going to get to these right now. Next question is from Zach. Do the Angels buy now to fill holes for next season? Is it just me, or does it seem like everybody wants to rush Reed Detmers to the show too early? So we've got a two-parter. I think for the first question, as far as buying to fill holes for next season— is definitely the way you want to go about it because the Angels are in a spot right now. Look, we've I don't need to beat a dead horse again. You've got Mike Trout, Shohei Otani. You've got them in your prime or in the primes of their careers right now. That is not going to last forever. Wasting the current talent that they have is probably not the best approach. So if you're going to sell off this trade deadline, if it's clear that you're not going to win, try to at least make it productive where you can bring guys up to the major leagues as soon as possible or trade for guys that are already in the major leagues and maybe have some more club control. The problem is the Angels are trying to trade rentals away, guys that are potential free agents at the end of the season and try to get value out of them and also find guys that are in the major leagues. That is kind of hard to do. So it does put the Angels in a tough spot. What we could see happen is the Angels trade off guys that they don't think are going to have value for them beyond this year. Maybe they like them as a as a pitcher or position player, but maybe other teams value them a little bit more. Trade those guys away and then make separate trades to bring in guys that maybe have club control through the 2022 season or maybe 2023. So that's definitely something I would explore this trade deadline. As far as the second question, rushing Reed Detmers to the show too early. You definitely don't want to rush him. And I don't know if maybe I'm just not seeing this. I don't think fans are trying to rush him. I think it's just seeing that this is a guy that is clearly produced at double A. He's a first round pick. He's got stuff to be a good major league pitcher. And you look at the current rotation, it's easy to see why fans might want him up. I don't think he's going to be up in the next month, possibly not the next two months. I do think we're going to see him at some point this year. Give him, 
five, maybe 10 starts if they feel like he's ready and then kind of bring him into next year, kind of ready to fill one of those rotation spots. But yeah, Reed Detmers, I don't even know if we talked about this, had a 14 strikeout game uh, last week. Did extremely well, has missed a lot of bats this year and definitely some positive news on his development. So next question is from Jay. Who would you trade at the deadline? And does it make sense to trade even if Trout is back? I would if I would love to see the GM make a, an effort if we are in the race. So this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before uh, as far as if they're going to trade at this deadline, if they're going to trade guys away, you want to find guys that are either in the upper minors or possibly already in the major leagues and have a lot of club control. The Angels can also try to buy to make the playoffs this year. I know that's a crazy thought. And I'm very well aware that this team as constructed is not a playoff team right now. There is risk involved with trading or buying at the deadline and, you know, it not working out and having similar issues. But as we mentioned before, the Angels have a generational talent in Mike Trout. They've got Shohei Otani doing something that's literally never been done, or at least not in over a century, you don't want this to go to waste. You want to try to put as much effort into this as you can. So if I'm the Angels, I'm probably buying at this trade deadline. How that's going to look depends on what the Angels do over the next month. And as as Jay mentioned, it depends on when Mike Trout is back. If he's back and he's producing early to mid-July, there's a good chance that the Angels could be playing some better baseball then. So I think it's going to kind of materialize. We're going to kind of see what the plan is going to be over the next few weeks, but it is still maybe a little too early to have a good idea of what is going to happen. And our last question is from Clay asking, why is Junior Guerra still on the team? Is he really a better option over someone like Felix Pena at this point? Yeah, Junior Guerra has not been good this year. I also don't think Alex Claudio has been very good. I and mean, if you're talking about Angels relievers that have been good this year, like pretty consistently, I mean, Rysel Iglesias, I know there have been a few outings that haven't been great, especially towards the beginning of the year. But the guy's been pretty awesome since about the middle of April. Chris Rodriguez was definitely in that same uh, category for a while. Obviously struggled quite a bit, was demoted to the minor leagues. So yeah, this has not been a good a good bullpen. I don't think that is some hot take. Angels fans are well aware of that. They're going to have to do something going into next year. This was clearly a bullpen that was not destined to do very well. Looking at it in hindsight, just a lot of arms that were kind of freely available. And yes, bullpens can be weird and volatile, but a lot of these guys were acquired for basically nothing. And yeah, this has not been a very good bullpen this year. So definitely going to need uh, to see some changes made during this offseason to fix this. So we're going to take our last break, but let me tell you about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all of the investing based on preferences you control. And Wealthfront 
is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. Again, that's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get your first $5,000 managed for free. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including mint brownie, salted caramel, and double chocolate. So there's something for everyone. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're healthy as well. Bars have lots of protein. They're low in calories, low in sugar, and low in net carbs. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So let's wrap up today's episode and this week of Locked on Angels. Big thank you to everybody who sent in questions for today's episode. It is much appreciated. As I mentioned at the top, this is going to be the last episode for about 10 days or so. I'm going to be camping next week. I'm going to be off the grid pretty much the entirety of my trip. I did look to potentially make this work out based on available Wi-Fi connections and my availability to actually make the podcast happen just didn't make a lot of sense. So I decided it was probably best take the week off, come back strong the following week. So I do apologize in advance. We aren't going to have any coverage for next week. I will be coming back strong the week after that. So I believe that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. So a big thank you to everybody for tuning in. Uh, We will talk again in about 10 days or so. So thank you so much for your continued support of the show. And we will talk at some point in the next 10 days. This episode was brought to you by the Locked On Today podcast. Get all of the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Your host, Peter Bukowski, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So make sure to follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.